This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantel. Hi Grania, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. The sun is out, spring is in the air, it's London, London's back baby. Spring has sprung, I'm loving it, it's been great. Um, how have you been this week? What what do you want to get together with? What do you, is there anything you want to break up with? Um, well, the only thing I want to break up with is is also what I want to get together with, which is, as you know, we all know it's coming up this weekend. We all know it's coming up. It's it's the end of our favorite season. I know everyone's heard us go on about this for the past month, I think, or maybe since January. Uh-huh. But this is that podcast, guys. Get used to it. But it is finally the Oscars. They are here. Big I'm having daddy-o. my viewing party. I'm having my viewing party on Monday. Grania, you're coming to it. I will We're gonna be, be watching there. it. And so I'm very excited. I also am very sad because it's like 
how I imagine brides must feel leading up to their wedding, where it's going to be a real letdown when the Oscars are done and then we have nothing to look forward to. And that's it. <laughs> that's how important this is to me. My birthday's in May. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> All I care about is the Oscars. What couples are you excited about seeing on the red carpet? Let's be honest. There's only one that I'm excited about. There's one. I think I'm are we thinking sh- of the same person? I think we're thinking of the same think, person, think same couple. people. It's better for <laughs> I'm thinking of little Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. Oh, Jesus Christ, Grania. Grania, think of some glamour. It's the Oscars. <laughs> Speaking of iconic couples, I put yes. the bat signal out on Twitter and asked people what TV breakups they were most sad about. Yes, I saw this. Go on. What did we get? So be- before I ask you what yours is, I will say which ones are listed. Then I'll say mine. And then I want to hear yours. Oh, so, God, okay. friend of the podcast, Shannon Kyle, said she was on a role. Scott and Charlene, obviously iconic. Mm-hmm. Although they got back together. I don't know why she said they had a rocky relationship, but then they moved to the city together. <coughs> Curly Watts and Raquel Wilson, whom heartbreaking. I don't Did know you... who that is. Oh my God. I'm worried Curly these are all Watts... going to be like English 80s things that I have no idea about. Coronation Street, Curly Watts. This was like this lodger. He's a real nerd. Raquel Wilson, whom she worked at behind the bar, the Rovers returned, but she had dreams. She had dreams of being a beautician. And they got together. They even got married but then she got a job as a beautician on a cruise ship and she left them behind and well, that was it what the ship didn't that come back it. and then the heartbreaking was that was it that's just bad writing put her on a boat and then she never came back okay then that's how boats work everyone on that cruise had to stay where they ended up and that was the end of that okay that's how cruise ships worked in the age okay <laughs> I don't know this one, but Haley and Andy in Modern Family. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know Modern Family. I actually watch good sitcoms. Sorry. Well, they had a moment. Modern Family had a moment. It had they a had big, moment. big bloody moment, yeah. And then Kelly Rustin says, Angel and Buffy the Vampire. I was there. waiting. People, I'm not a Buffy person, but I know that people that are Buffy people are obsessed with bloody Angel and Buffy. Are you a Buffy person, Grania? Mm, I think I went through a phase where I really loved it and then I completely forgot it existed. Yeah, it just wasn't my vibe at all. Didn't do it for me at all. But I know that's a big couple. Even though I, I, I respect them as an iconic couple, I will mm-hmm. say that. Buffy and Angel were a big deal for a lot of people. So what was yours? So my couple, this is, I don't know if you get this reference, okay. was from the iconic BBC series from the 90s, This Life. I knew you were going to say This Life. I knew <laughs> you were going to say, I almost said it with you. I knew you were going to say This Life. I, this is so you. Of course it's from This Life. Is it Egg and somebody? No, I didn't like her. She wasn't good enough. She's really smug and annoying. It was Niles and Anna. Okay. Miles and Anna, sorry. Means nothing to me. I did. I did actually see the reunion episode when when this life came back, like in the late 2010s. Not canon. I didn't watch it. It got bad reviews, so I decided it wasn't canon, so I ignored it. It just was like she was such a mess, and she was like this working class Glaswegian girl, but she was really, really clever. And he was like this arrogant posh guy, and he shouldn't be attracted to her, but he was attracted to her. (sighs) And then he was going to get married to this woman, and turned out she was 10 years older than she said she was. And it was this whole like night before his wedding where she was like I love you and he was like oh what am I gonna do you decide and she was like no you're too messy jeez that really did a number on you didn't it oh it was responsible for fancying so many posh white boys with brown hair and long fringes it killed me look who you're marrying now it's not that so you grew out of it even if it is doomed you still haven't let yourself do that (laughs) every episode guys I will say it every episode what about you what what's your 
I think it's TV breakup. I think it's the ones that affect me the most. I think it's a tie between either again, I don't know if yoga references, either Angela Chase and Jordan Catalano from my oh. so-called life. Mm-hmm. Um, he fucked me up big time for all boys ever because no one's ever going to top Jordan Catalano. And when she says about she'll miss feeling the hairs in the back of his neck, and and also if you watch it now, they broke up basically because she wouldn't have sex with him, which is at once dark but also quite realistic. And then probably uh, Pacey and Joey from Dawson's Creek. That's mainly because I've just had a Jones for Joshua Jackson. He's just oh. like great. He's just like a young George Clooney. He's just this great, funny, hot guy. I'm determined to have Joshua Jackson play George Clooney's son or something oh. in the movie. I don't know why it has not been made yet. They're basically the same person. Joshua Jackson is definitely copying George Clooney. And him mm. and uh, him and Andy, him and Joey, him and everyone, just Pacey breakups in Dawson's Creek were horrible because Pacey was just the best boyfriend anyone he could has. ever want. I'm going to just say it. He has Julia Roberts level chemistry with everybody. I know he does. He's just got it. His career should be way bigger than it is now. Him and his new wife are just so she's oh, my God, the way he looks at her, the way he talks about her. He is gold, guys. At the first BAFTAs I went to, just sort of hid in a corner where the celebrities walked from the red carpet to their seats in sort of the main foyer. So it was this amazing moment where you could see like the public persona slightly drop where they just relaxed and were themselves. So it was fascinating. Pacey and his wife. <gasps> you call him Pacey. <laughs> yeah, they're posing, posing, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And then they turned off from the red carpet and then he turned to her and I could just hear it. He said, nicely done. Oh, in a real he's, like he's so classy I will never have a love like that no one will ever look at me like that except for myself mm. obviously but oh god he's incredible well speaking of men that we love that we definitely do love also very classy and dashing classy never trashy he is the nation's sweetheart it is the incredibly funny talented Joe Sutherland <laughs> the way they were welcome to the podcast Joe Sutherland thank you for having me <laughs> We're so excited. We're a very romantic podcast. Are you, do you think, are you, do you consider yourself a romantic person? I suppose so. I like, well, I like to sort of project the image of a cynic, but at the same time, I have watched all episodes of And Just Like That, the Sex in the City reboot, and listened to every episode of its accompanying podcast, and listened to an entire series of a fan podcast, uh, just in order to really deep cut into whether the characters were being allowed to make the right decisions based on what their hearts truly deserved. There's a reason we're friends, you and me, Joe. (laughs) I even joined the Patreon of the fan podcast, Every Outfit. Like, I'm I'm deep in. I'm deep. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Did it inspire your comedy concerts watching it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just realised that there's actually no pressure to write any jokes. Doesn't matter. I can just sort of recite greetings cards aphorisms and call it a call it a concert. <laughs> so we've got your your couple here. So Chantel doesn't know the couple. Oh so, my god, they um... were free. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know I know one of them is, but the other I thought oh, you know god, she had the hints on. already. Okay, here we go. So let me set the scene. So first of all, uh, our couple got together in. The golden year of 2008. 2008. Okay, we're doing recent vibes. All right. 2008. Were we ever so young? It was the year the economy collapsed. Twilight took a bite at the box office. And we all said, yes, we would, to Barack Obama. But 
what else was going on? Well, this mean girl got all decked out mm. for a romance that made her heart and the world spin. Well, obviously, mean girl. So we're obviously, I presume, was it, are we doing Lindsay Lowen? So it's yes. obviously Lindsay. So decked out though, who was she with? In 2000, oh, Samantha Ronson, spin, DJ Samantha Ronson, Lilo and Samantha Ronson. Oh, one of my faves. I loved Lilo and Samantha Ronson, if not just for Samantha Ronson's hats alone. She is responsible for so many girls buying those hats. Oh, let's go. I'm deep in. Let's happen in. I'm, I'm into it. Thank you, Joe, for this. This is a gift. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Joe, First of all, how, if people are listening to this podcast and they are in a terrible position that they don't know who Lindsay Lohan oh. and Samantha were, how would you describe them? Lindsay Lohan was obviously the budding young film star with perhaps like the film, perhaps the Hollywood actor with the most potential in all history. And then uh, we all know where it went. And Samantha Ronson, I want to say without any research, is Mark Ronson's sister, who yep. was also a DJ. A DJ with the most potential in the <laughs> DJ with the most potential. <laughs> but I think DJ... <laughs> I think DJ in that very loose term, you know, like celebrity party DJ, mm. like they're opening a new branch of like Forever 21 and they book someone like that. I mean, I say this from experience. I literally went to an opening of a Forever 21 where Jamila Jamil was DJing once. Um, That's right. And that sounds about it, right. It was a Spotify playlist. And honestly, <laughs> I was so jealous. I was like, that is a gig <laughs> I want to get. They're getting paid for this as well. Yeah, Samantha. And I mean, I mean, in Samantha Ronson's defense, name another more famous female DJ. Paris Hilton. Um, Paris Hilton. Yeah, literally, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Samantha walked so Paris could run, precisely. <laughs> and so, why, when you were asked to be on this podcast, why was that the first couple that popped into your head? What did what did they mean to you? I guess, well, I didn't realise it was 2008. In my head, it had been a bit earlier. And I guess Same. I was trying to grasp for sort of queer couples in the media at that formative time without realising that like, oh, actually, I, I wasn't really in my formative years. I was um, a little older than I'll admit. But still, it was probably like the first, yeah, first queer coupling that I saw like splashed across headlines, magazines, newspapers, and that were just kind of like received as an everyday notion rather than like a novelty or, you know, Queen Latifah's friend or Whitney Houston's yeah. like side manager. You know, it was... Um, yeah, yeah. It was out and out. So, first of all, before we go any further, I know the question everybody's asking. Yeah, but what about their star signs? Good question. <laughs> so, Lindsay Lohan, July 2nd, Cancer. Samantha Ronson, 7th of August, Leo. Sadly, or maybe not surprisingly, they only had, according to the stars, 30% compatibility. Only 30%. The odds were stacked against them from the beginning. They are two highly emotional signs. They tend to show their love in different ways. And this can be hard to reconcile. So the the planets were stacked against these kids from the start. So a little bit of background on the two. So Lindsay, of course, child star. She came from quite a sort of disruptive family. That's a really polite way of putting it. Dina and Michael Owen. Like, if Dina and Michael Owen are your parents, you're going to form 
difficult a difficult uh, attachment pattern. Disruptive is a really polite way of describing her family. <laughs> Did you ever watch this program? Oh my god, I was obsessed with it. The Oprah Winfrey documentary about yes. Lindsay. Well, she's in the hotel room. And Oprah's trying to help her. If even oh. Oprah can't help you, it's just, it's, I'd be like, well, that's that then. I'm fucked. If Oprah can't do it, no one can do it. Oh, it was God. so good. Just, can you imagine Oprah Winfrey staring into the I blacks know. of your eyes and saying <laughs> outright, have you ever injected drugs? And then your response <laughs> is, the only thing I've ever injected is B12 shots. <laughs> That's the oh, pinnacle of a career. And Oprah's like, okay, don't lie to me, girl. <laughs> oh, bless. Do you also remember, feel- okay, for anyone who hasn't watched it, this was a sort of, what was it, like a six or eight part series sponsored by Oprah Winfrey that was kind of following Lindsay Lohan's attempts at like rehabilitation, both from drugs, mm. but also like for her career. And mm. I, was she like moving back to New York or something? But she hired this full time, 24 hour, round the clock, live in life coach coach I something guess. like that yeah personal trainer slash assistant slash just like general advice woman who yeah. just clearly knew what side her bread was buttered it was amazing three episodes in Lindsay just stopped turning up for the filming crew mm-hmm. so it became like this sort of like weird sort of art project where it was like just about their attempts to gain access to Lindsay Lohan was iconic. That, was iconic. That, that, that was after her and Sam, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. That was we're, after we're, her and We're Sam. getting ahead. We're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. So, so Dina, Michael Owen, Lindsay's parents. Oh, you know, she's a child actor. She does soap operas. She's building up, you know, a successful career. Her dating history, obviously, first big romance, the big love triangle mm-hmm. between Lindsay, Hillary, and Aaron, Aaron Carter. That's, that was a big one. No. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. Erin yeah. Carter, Hillary Duff and Lilo, the American tween Disney set. They were concerned. There was a lot going on there. Aaron wow. has never gotten over it. Yeah, Hillary so Aaron- had like, like cast a spell that like she definitely set a curse on Seriously? those two. She really did. She really did. Because she's doing fine now. Yep. Like she has the <laughs> most acreage in the gorgeous like California hills and at the like she built um a playground for her children that is literally over the horizon so that she doesn't have to look at it. Oh my god, Hillary. <laughs> She's doing fine. So she was out with Aaron Carter, broke up with him, then she went out with Wilmer Valderrama. Valderrama. Oh, that's, that was a big one as well. That was a big one from that 70s show. That 70s show, they dated for a while, first serious boyfriend. Then, and I think this is such a naughty's reference, I love it so much. Then she went out with Stavros mm. Nikaros, Nak- yes. who was a Greek shipping heir who had also been linked to Paris Hilton. Yes, him and Paris oh. were big. This is so that era of, I mean, this was just the era of pop culture. It was all like socialites and Hollywood hanging out, TMZ. Everybody's wearing, you know, those hats. Von Dutch caps. Yeah, lots of yeah, Von Dutch vibes. Yeah, lots of thin, scarves. Thin scarves. Lots of scarves. And then she went out with Harry Morton, who was a restaurateur, and then briefly dated Heath Ledger. Oh my um, goodness, of course. Yeah. 
So she was she was a moment, she was a vibe, she's doing very well. Then Samantha Ronson, she was born in London. Then when her parents divorced, she moved to New York and she very much sort of grew up in that sort of like bohemian, quite wealthy music background. So she was like quite cool and well connected. She was rich. She's rich. She's really fucking rich. <laughs> And it's really weird because I did like a like a deep, deep Google vibe on this. And there's very much like, I can't even define like how they met. Joe, how do you think they met? When you imagine the start of this iconic relationship, Sam and Lilo, how do you, because it, it, there's loads on what happened afterwards, but the early days, it's very um, vague. I'm imagining it's a party you know, Sam has been booked to play at the opening of Sexy Fish or some uh, American Apparel mega store. Mm-hmm. And um, Lilo has been booked to, like, you know, walk the red carpet and bring some uh, buzz to the event. And she's having one of those nights that's, like, very much basically the first episode of Pam and Tommy, but one of those nights with her friends and she's like, do you know what? I'm done with shipping airs. No more, (laughs) (laughs) no more playboy millionaire boys for me. And then locks eyes with Sam across the room and instant magnetism. Sam's behind the deck spinning. Yeah. And then I think... No little fedora. Oh yeah, and maybe a Definitely tie, waistcoat, yep. nothing underneath. Mm-hmm. She did. A, um, she, she did. A, she did kind of an elevated version of Avril Lavigne's looks. Sam Ronson. Mm-hmm. She kind of took them <laughs> and really went with it. I think they definitely met at a party. I think what happened, they met at a party because someone was arriving to give party favors out, shall we say? And both Sam and Lilo had ordered these party favors, and they're like, "Oh my god, did you order them as well? So did I. Let's go play with these party favors together." Oh no, my vision—that's how they met. I think I'd imagine something much more innocent. That I was like, <laughs> Lindsay probably like went over to the booth to make a request <laughs> to go request her song. She like, would have requested hey, her you... own song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have my cover of uh, Blondie's One Way or Another? <laughs> And Sam was probably like, with a, with like a chubba chub lolly sticking out the side of her mouth, probably took it out and was like, you know, I don't usually take requests. Do you imagine, so at their pump, it's the days they've just started dating. It's like, we're the glory days of the noughties. What, you get a phone call from Lilo. She says, Joe, Sam's in town. Let's head out. What do you imagine a night out with Lilo and Sam looking like? <sighs> It's Lilo. No. It's, not, it's not like Lilo and Stitch. It's, it's, it's Lilo. <laughs> oh, is it? I thought it was Lilo. Yeah, like Lindsay, a pool inflatable. <laughs> I prefer the way you say it, i got to say. I like it. It makes it very cutesy. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Lilo and Sam. Okay, what is, what is a night out with them? No dinner. You, you make plans to meet for pre-drinks at eight, but you don't get there till 10 because, and so you've been at Lindsay's flat uh, or hotel suite for, um, for like many hours before saying like, oh, we'll get ready. And we'll, yeah, it's like, oh, we'll get ready. We'll have so much fun dressing each other up. The dressing doesn't actually happen until two minutes before you actually leave. It's her running around, it's chaos. 
yeah, scarves everywhere. Then you run into a cab, you go to the bar where you're supposed to meet Sam, but Sam isn't even there. They've gone to somewhere, else. like, they were booked to play at a certain time, but they've been like, oh, yeah, no, I just had to hang out and, um, like, get a quick coffee with my friend. You know, we were just vibing, like, doing the pure fuckboy thing of just constantly being like, no, 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 it's all, I'm letting you down, but, um, but it's all cool. Yeah, so, I've uh, given you a kind of crumb. Of, well, why don't you come here now? Oh, we're leaving now, actually. And so yeah. is Linzo chasing, it's, it's Linzo, is Lindsay chasing Sam. So basically, mm-hmm. your night out with them doesn't really happen. <laughs> it's just Lindsay trying to get to Sam the whole time. Yeah, and pretending that she's really cool with it and just being like, oh my yeah. God, Sam, like, Sam's got such a cool vibe. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving this bar. Do you, do you think we should go to the next one? And you're just constantly getting in and out of cabs with Lindsay, kind of running into places, <laughs> hoping that Sam's there. And then finally you go to the hotel room where Sam's at and you can't even go in. Lindsay's like, yeah, I have to go now, bye. And then she, you, see, you never even get to meet Sam. You just see Lindsay <laughs> yeah. running right over to the hotel room. It's just you have to get home on your own. You're now like in West Hollywood somewhere. You live about six hours away. Yeah, the, mo- the most you see is like the silhouette of a, of a trilby as the door <laughs> closes. <laughs> well... I did find a moment in time. So this is I got this from one of the magazines of their era. And it is an example of a night out with Lindsay and Sam in their pub. So celebrating in Miami on December 31st, <laughs> Lowen left their dinner in tears. They made a amends at a bash at some nightclub where Ronson was spinning. But just two hours later, they were screaming at each other in the hotel room, which they reportedly trashed. Then Lowen fled another hotel lounge, crying uncontrollably after an argument. But the next day was at Ronson's side during her brief hospitalisation for exhaustion. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, at least I love the days while we started to all had exhaustion. <laughs> I know. It's clearly contagious. There was a really bad... Isn't it? Seems It was way. a pandemic of exhaustion <laughs> in 2008, 2009. It just seems so glamorous. I remember the year was so cool because they were all. It was during the time where everybody was super, super skinny. So mm-hmm. it was always like they were so like gaunt and sexy and like collarbony. And then just every now and then it was like they just like oh. wilt. Southern <laughs> <laughs> Belle. None of them would have had to check into a unit if they just had a chaise lounge in their own house. That's all they needed. Like, they needed somewhere safe couch. to faint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then this is an account of another night out. Lindsay Lohan hurled a drink at the head of Samantha Ronson, centering glass flying. And then she was banned from that nightclub. Uh, A friend said Samantha was DJing and went to sit with her friends when Lindsay stormed over and threw a glass at her head. Glass flew everywhere and Samantha looked really shaken up. The club owner asked Lindsay to leave and was overheard saying she'll never come back. (laughs) It's one of those couples, I don't know about you, Joe, but I can always imagine why Lindsay fancied Sam like as we were saying I feel like Sam mm. probably treated her a bit like a fuckboy was always a bit too cool for her kind of was genuinely a cooler person gave her a cooler background blah 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 so I got why Lindsay was into her I could not get my head around what Sam saw in Lindsay Lindsay was just like the in my mind the prototypical drama loving crazy girlfriend who turns up drunk throws drinks at you screams and yells cries all you know the whole night with her is just exhausting like what do you think Sam saw in Lindsay. I honestly do believe that Lindsay had a lot of potential as an actor and perhaps still does. We don't know. There there's, could be a comeback in, in the making in her 40s. She could finally get that Oscar winning performance out there. 
And so she probably, there probably is a real romance to like being around her. I'm sure she like gets sent a script and then intensely reads it for three days and learns it off by heart and does loads of research and thinks about the character and then goes out one night and throws it all out the window and it just like all yeah. falls apart. You know, like I, I imagine it's incredible highs and lows. So it's probably, probably fun <laughs> to kind of be yeah, I was gonna say, it's just, like it's just kind of exciting. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think this was such an awful time to be a woman in the public eye. And she, poor Lindsay, like she just had, her parents just seemed really terrible. And then she's working all the time. She's got all those, it was the height of, you know, the paparazzi just hounding celebrities like her. So she probably was very fragile. And she, you know, she was so charismatic and beautiful. And like, she was so good and... Mean Girl. It's so bad. Uh, mean Girls. I remember at the time being like, wow, what great films will she make after this? And now it's like <laughs> her legacy is Mean Girls. It's, she was quite you know, good in, there was, um, she did a sort of Elizabeth Taylor biopic for, oh, yeah. uh, for Cable. It might, was it even maybe like when Lifetime tried to dabble in better productions? Was it? Um, I never it was saw a, it. I really wanted to. I just saw it was so much. She was pretty good. She was pretty good. No, I've got a unpopular opinion here that I think neither of you are going to like, but I feel like I have to say it. I don't think Lindsay Lohan was that great of an actress. I never have done. <sighs> I always think. I always hear that she had amazing potential and what could have been. I think in Mean Girls, someone else could have done that role a lot better. I think she's the weakest part of the film. I don't think she's that great, guys. I'm sorry, but I have to say it. <laughs> I have to. I, I loved her as a celebrity. I think she's hard to top at that time. She was great. Her, Nicole, Brittany, Paris, that whole era was just mm. enormously interesting and fascinating and important. But I always thought as an actress, I didn't get, I just didn't think she was that great. I never have done. To me, I think her career probably wouldn't have done that well. <laughs> Joe's like so pissed. Joe's going to leave the podcast. <laughs> Joe is so upset with me. But I'm sorry. I don't think she was that talented. So was- hey, she looked Oprah in the eye <laughs> and lied. <laughs> if that is not an That's actress, like, I don't, don't know what is. Don't let, don't get me wrong. The girl had some balls. She had some chutzpah. <laughs> and her in court with the famous list of all the guys, all of, her, all of her conquests as well, and her handwriting, which is like, have you ever seen photos of Lindsay Lohan's handwriting? I implore anyone who's listening to this podcast and Joe afterwards, look up on Google image searches, look up Lindsay Lohan handwriting. It is the most beautiful, perfect handwriting it's incredible it's my favorite celeb handwriting of all time but also it's perfectly straight but crooked on the page so it's really uh, cuckoo like it's, <gasps> it's it says so much about her it's incredible i love her don't get me wrong i love Lindsay, but i just thought as an actress she left a lot to be desired now i have to assign parts to the great love story that is samantha ronson and Lindsay lowen so who would like to play Lindsay, and who would like to play samantha oh are we doing a little reading Maybe. Well, Joe, you decide as the guest. <laughs> Obviously, you decide. We're going to do a little I, reading. I'll be Sam. Well, Samantha was English, so that kind of, that reads. Oh, yeah, she, okay. she, oh, she had that gorgeous she's mid-Atlantic the same accent, accent. as Mark Ronson, that sort of real draw. She does. It's a sort of, well, like, yeah, you know, I grew up mid-Atlantic in New York vibe. and I'm That's exa- You're good at it, Joe. So, okay, so this is what Sam tweeted after Lindsay threw the ashtray at her head. <laughs> Just got a glass thrown at my head. <laughs> Wonder who did it. <laughs> and Lindsay replied, or well, on the around the same time. I want to try and do Lindsay's like husky voice. Oh, so Last sweet. night, never again. <laughs> the 
Believe it or not, she's done with the club scene. I've learned my lesson. Sometimes it just takes a glimpse of reality. And then she tweeted... I'm pretty sure that at Samantha Ronson just threw a fit 33-year-old friend and my friend Tal Dresh Hollywood illegally open now at this hour. That made no sense. That entire tweet, I have no idea what she means by that. That gave me a headache just reading it. And then she said, hang on. Oh, God, she was good. She gave us so much. Then she added... Asked me after being here just for Timberland's birthday to leave, even though she stayed over just two nights ago, tired of at Samantha Ronson. Oh, Lindsay. Aww. She's even, she, she, by the way, guys, she said two nights and she put two, the number two, like Prince. And then she finished up by saying. This is all, you, you just imagine her furiously typing, you know, she always had bitten fingernails as well. And you know, her fingers smelled like tobacco. Playing the innocent card while chatting to TMZ just like my ex-father when all I've ever done is fall for a girl. <laughs> the words there, ex-father. When she oh said all God. I've ever done is fall for a girl, I feel like she was trying to be Julia Roberts and Notting Hill. Be oh. like, I'm just a girl stood in front of a girl asking her to love her. But this feels for me like it's just so like every relationship in your early 20s. Yep. Well, yeah, how old was she at this time? Like, still insanely young. 22 or she was, something, no? She was 22 and Sam was 31. Oh. I mean, that's an important fact that we haven't discussed mm-mm, yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. there's a. She was so... She was only 22 and Samantha was, like, considerably older. She had more of a... Is Samantha, Samantha had sort of a more secure family structure. You know, Samantha hadn't been, like, forced to do, you know to be like a professional taking care of her family from like five like Lindsay had you know yeah the power imbalance was pretty rough between these mm-hmm. two I feel like that's like normally what you would text your friend if she just texted the world it's very like the early days of Facebook when you'd see people putting up their update just tired of drama <laughs> <laughs> or guess I guess I'm not a good judge of character and then, and then and their boyfriend would be in the comments well actually Samantha it's not just you you know like like really passive aggressive comments back and forth well maybe if you call people once in a while listen to them <laughs> and I, I would I would always comment on those being like you guys know that we can all read this right like you're, you're aware that we can all see you guys have this argument in public uh, Joe have you ever tweeted anything embarrassing as a result of feelings and alcohol? Um, <laughs> I was about to say no, and then one flashed into my head. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Which was at the beginning of a relationship where we'd had a little slip up. And you know when you kind of take a little break that's like, well, I just need to... I just need to be away from you for three days, <laughs> three exact days. We we must not communicate. And the only output I did in that time was like on the middle day at the stroke of midnight. Uh, I tweeted something to the effect of um, listening to Kate Bush and howling into a cave of despair. How about you? <laughs> Did your paramour immediately get in touch? <laughs> oh no, my god, I just obviously... saw your tweet. Are you okay? <laughs> no, because we had a pact three days. Uh, <laughs> but oh. obviously brought it up on the fourth day. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I take it. At this... least he was checking. At least he was checking your Twitter. Of course yeah. he was. 
<laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Listening to Kate Bush, little Joe, little young Joe. Thing is, I think I also knew in the back of my mind that on his Hootsuite deck, he'd made a channel of just my feed. So it was like, who's going to oh, see this? This is deep. <laughs> <laughs> I presume this um, this relationship is d- didn't last. I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. <laughs> I think we all know them. Great. <laughs> so Lindsay was all of us at 22 as well. Poor little Linz. Especially if it's our first gay relationship. That's so vulnerable. And maybe she thought, maybe she thought, you know, she's had sort of toxic male relationships. And maybe she thought just the fact that it was with another woman, there wouldn't be the drama or that it would be safer or different. Oh, bless. Little Lindsay. We've got more tweets. We've got more tweets. Of course so, you do. Um, this is the, I mean, this is also the height of Twitter as well. So this again is responded to the, the ashtray incident. This is like the Plymouth Rock of, uh, of <laughs> Samantha and Leela. Okay. Jack and Crack will make for some crazy tweets. Uh, one more thing. If you're going to be an idiot and do coke... Do it outside the bathroom. Some of us actually use them to pee in. Oh, <laughs> Samantha came with the receipts. Even when they're fighting like children on Twitter, Samantha is still cooler. <laughs> She's better mm-hmm. at it. <laughs> and then Lindsay replied. Oh, no. I was right all along. Cheat. You broke my heart. Now go away. I loved you. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Just imagine her little gross, dirty thumbs typing that away in her BlackBerry. <laughs> I had a, a Nokia imitation BlackBerry because of all of those TMZ <laughs> pictures of her. Because she would always hold it like at face height as she was walking she in and out of a club. I just thought it was the most glamorous thing. I know. I, I never got a BlackBerry and I always wanted one because all those kids had it. I was so <sighs> jealous of it. They always made it look like it was so heavy, like mm. that their little wrists could barely keep it aloft. They were going to break <laughs> any second, I know. And they're always, and because, and it was so mental because it was before like, like long nails weren't really trendy back then. And I think the reason like long nails weren't trendy was because it's, the keys were so small. You had to have short, <laughs> bitten down, like Britney Lindsay nails to type as furiously as they all did. Oh God, what a time to be alive for Black- Blackberry. Honestly, that's why Blackberry doesn't exist anymore because all the celebrities stopped using it and that was the end of that. That was the number one marketing. Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed like the ashtray might have been the pivotal moment because Lindsay moves out. Moves out. So they're only together a year, but they were living together. What a year. <laughs> what a year. It was only a year. They used every single minute in those 365 days. <laughs> they squeezed <laughs> what they could out of that year. So Lindsay moves out. As soon as she moves out, Sam changes the locks in her house. I mean, you would. Uh, a friend says, Lindsay moved her stuff out as much as she could. She's basically out of the house as far as her stuff and she's not living there anymore. But that wasn't the end. The really big fight is yet to come. God. So it's the weekend. Lowen attempted to get into the I Heart Ronson Bash at Bar Mamont in West Hollywood, an event celebrating Charlotte Ronson, that's Samantha's sister's mm-hmm. clothing line, yep. and it was being DJed by Samantha. 
So apparently Lindsay was banned from the event but was trying to enter from all ends. Sam did not want her there. The actress who was staying with her mother, Dina and sister Ali in a room directly one floor above went mental in inverted commas, says the source, when she repeatedly tried to gain entry and was denied. The next day, the Ronson family, with a noticeably absent Samantha, went to a Beverly Hills police station to ask for help. They were directed to the court to get a restraining order. So, Lindsay then issues a statement on what happened. So, oh, Lindsay. Imagine your here girlfriend's or your ex-girlfriend's family having to go to the police for you. Because you couldn't, literally because you couldn't get into a party. Jeez, <laughs> <So, laughs> oh, my God. So this is a direct response to that incident by Lindsay. Oh, God, Lindsay. This, oh, this, okay. <laughs> I was set up. Her sister invited everyone from LA to the hotel and then sent me an email saying she didn't want me to come. And I never even tried to get into the party. I had been staying at the chateau for three days. And I only walked in there because this guy that I thought was my friend said Samantha wanted to talk to me. I walk in and she's in the bathroom crying. And someone's standing in front of the door, and I walked into a room with maybe six people, and within seconds, the room was so full. It was like a fucking show. Her mother starts saying things to me, and I hear Samantha crying, and I was like, what is going on? This is horrible. And then they asked me to leave, and I was like, what do you guys think I'm going to do? So when I was leaving, the friends started screaming, get the fuck out of here. And then Nicole Richie <laughs> walks by and goes, ugh. And I don't know what I've ever done to her. Drea DiMatteo walked out of the room and said, come at me, bitch. Her brother, Mark, who I just talked to a half hour ago, and he was completely nice, is now saying, like, he's going to call the cops on me? They had to embarrass me. It's not fair. I'm a fucking 22-year-old girl who's in love. I felt like I was in Mean Girls, but worse, Mean Girls was a fake movie. <laughs> that was a roller coaster. <laughs> My God. Imagine being the person who's interviewing her, just like thinking like, I can get a raise out of this. I'm going to go on holiday next year on the paycheck from this. I can sell this story to so many. (laughs) It's like dollar bills in your eyes. Has Lindsay telling you this story? It's got, it's got, it's got everything. It's got, for some, like... Andrea from Sopranos makes an appearance. Andrea Mateo's coming in there. Nicole Richie turns up. Good old Mark standing around. People are crying. Lots of the f bombs. She brings up Mean Girls. This is just golden. <laughs> I've forgotten that it was so public, and that like you know this is the first wave of Twitter. Really, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. that that was involved because I get in a way. Do you remember the daily newspapers on the tube in London, yep. and I and I guess what is now just the Metro, like nationwide, and that but there would be like four pages of showbiz, and when journalists first heard of Twitter, they were like, "We can just print celebrities' tweets and not have to so do any true. work." I mean, that's so still the case now, unfortunately. But <laughs> then it was a little more like um, overt, like it would just be like in little speech bubbles their exact tweet. Whereas now they kind of like change the punctuation and call it an article. It was, yeah. I, I so I, I think I'd just forgotten that it was like that it was so out there, and I never knew that that it was basically a noise complaint from upstairs. <laughs> complaint that was the straw that broke the camel's back she was too loud she was DJing too much it broke up her mommy or do you think it was like trying to really pointedly play like a heartbreak song at top volume (laughs) 
<laughs> love is a losing oh. game, just pounding through the floor. Or even better, if she was playing Hillary Duff songs. <gasps> really oh, loud. the ultimate troll. <laughs> Oh, but it seems clear, according to the, from what we've read, it seems clear that Lindsay Lohan claims Samantha cheated. That was her problem. Mm-hmm. And Samantha seems to be claiming that Lindsay had a bit of a drug issue, and that was her problem. So that seems to be what drove a wedge. Unless do you have any more other information, Grania, about what they broke up, or we can I go by their <laughs> tweets as fact? Well, what I will say is that after they had finally split... And Lindsay had come out of rehab. She moved basically next door to Samantha Ronson. No. Lindsay. Oh, God. Oh, this is what's wrong with like, these are all the kind of things that when you're 22 and you're heartbroken, like you wish you could do. But luckily, you're all too broke to do them. But unfortunately, she had money so she could do all this shit and actually follow through with these bad ideas. So, Joe, what do you, why do you think they couldn't make it work? <laughs> Why do you think they split? What happened? What went wrong? Hmm. <laughs> I guess it's like just burning too bright too fast it's and i think this is why i was kind of obsessed with them at the time is it's like this is all part of this aesthetic of this like skins this sleazy new millennium rock and roll that like very much like a relationship of like abhorrent violent passion you know this is what this is what we were all obsessed with this is what the media was sadly obsessed with and this is what kind of drove some people like very very mad this is what we saw of amy winehouse and her marriage and i guess as a sort of like 20 year old um <laughs> like never been kissed at the time i was so sort of like that's that's what I want. I just want drama. Totally. I want passion. Totally. Not realising that actually you're much better off with like some cats and a box set. <laughs> but it's very, it was very like Kate Moss and Pete Doherty. They were kind of around this time as well. It was mm-hmm. real like we'll never survive, but you know, God, we're gorgeous and we'll be beautiful while it lasts. Yeah. It's very us against the world type thing that you hear about couples that when you're really young, you think it's like, oh my god, imagine being so passionate that you like meet someone and they're so great you want to die. <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> it's very kind of yeah. MySpace quote and stars going down the page. And this is our song and now I can't hear it. Oh my god, without him I'm nothing. It's all very <laughs> that vibe. But also with tons of money and great clothes and they're all very thin. Yeah. And Nicole Richie is involved. No, as long as she's around, I'm there. When was she not meddling in that period, honestly? She was kind of like the next Hillary Duff because she kind of got away with it, really. She just kind of tiptoed out and was like, bye! And kind of, I mean, there was a time when it it got dark, don't get me wrong. But in terms of where she is now, as opposed to where a lot of her cohorts, like Lindsay, like Britney, etc., are at, she kind of turned out pretty pretty Mm level-headed. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see a deep dive into that kind of PR campaign. So would I. <laughs> well, do you think it's because of her dad? You know, she's basically Hollywood royalty. So maybe she can rebel, but she has that that establishment behind her in a way that Lindsay didn't have. Well, she's like Samantha. She's got stability in a way that, um, mm-hmm. bizarrely enough, in the way that Lindsay, much like Britney, actually didn't have. Mm-hmm. So after the splish, Lindsay 
went on to date Matt Norgren, who's a footballer. She briefly was engaged to Russian businessman Igor Tarabasov. That she was linked wasn't to good. the she was linked to the Crown Prince of Saudi Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. And is now happily engaged to financier based in Dubai, Badar Shamas. And she's also European now. Her, her accent's just fully European, which I really yeah. love. Have you, have you heard her speak lately, Joe? Have you heard her European accent she has now, where she just sounds No, European? I haven't. I've seen her wearing hijab. Oh, <laughs> she does like doing that. That she just sounds I, fully. I love this new identity for her. That she's like, um, you know, a Middle Eastern aristocrat with, uh, you know, a sort of schooled in London accent. It's like she's turned herself into the other parent trap twin. <laughs> yes, accent wise, <laughs> she's come full circle. <laughs> Samantha, she also she now is in a long term relationship with this. She seems to be like some beauty empire boss, Cassandra Hoy Centros Gray, who's like gorgeous and very elegant and runs her own beauty company. So they've all done their different things. They've come done their different things, but um, Joe, with all splits, not all splits are equal. <laughs> so we're going to have to ask you the big question. I want you to give it some push. In the breakup between Samantha Ronson and Lindsay Lohan after the split, who thrived and who just survived? <clears throat> who won the breakup? It's really guess, tough, this one. It's tough because I guess there are two different metrics. It sounds mm-hmm. like in terms of like, balance health and wealth maybe it's samantha like she Mm. it sounds like she's very domesticated settled down now but then if it's in terms of like notoriety fame surprise and memification then it's lindsay lohan because if you haven't seen her dancing in front of a (laughs) pop-up bar at her own beach club then um, so you're just going to bring this up. You're missing out in life, or not only that, or the way that she will, because she she now owns a beach club in like Falaraki or something. I don't know, and <laughs> and she will occasionally go on their Instagram and critique the staff in the comments. Better than that, there was an entire reality show about the staff members. It's really hard to come by now. If you didn't watch it when it was on, like her or her people have kind of had it erased. <laughs> it's really, but you can get it. You can come by. It's tough to come by. It was an MTV reality show of her going through the process of hiring her staff. It is bonkers what she's oh doing gosh. with the staff. That's where the dance scene in front of the DJ booth comes from. It's from her filming this reality show. In fact, it is the most bonkers. It's a gr- I highly recommend it. I can help you out if anyone needs to get in touch with me. <laughs> I, I, I saved all the episodes on my laptop. <laughs> How would you describe the dancing if you were going to sort of create an oral description of it for our listeners? You know, when they do a sort of making of documentary for a Pixar film and they show you the early <laughs> stages of animation where it's a very stiff sort of stick figure before it's been fleshed out and given a sense of like fluidity and motion. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's that. It's that in between point. <laughs> in in silver lame. <laughs> and yeah, and with like twelve inch extensions. Yeah. Oh, they're all kind of falling out. Oh god, oh, what a woman. Her. 
So do you think, so you're saying that they, they both won in different arenas? Yeah. But if you're going to hard, come on, of the split, who do you think you got to pick one, Joe. We're not going to get away with it. You have to think who's thrived, who's just arrived. Who's the Steve and who's the Miranda? Oh, okay. Well, Samantha's the Steve because it seems like she's kind of like like stuck her course. She's moved away Mm. from uh, the drugs and and sort of created some form of family life. Uh, Whereas... Uh, Lindsay Lohan is the Miranda because she's trying to have new lives all the time. And personally, I think that's thriving. <laughs> it's getting bored so of your life and bidding it all four, four years later. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing yeah, it. Go- it's controversial, but that's the way it yeah. is, guys. This podcast is not always, it doesn't always give you what you, what you expect, but it always gives you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, before you go... You, unless you have anything else you want to say about Samantha and Lila, we always yeah. have to give our guests a chance. What do you if think is any amazing, legacy? Yeah, if there's anything yeah. else you want to add to this, because it's been a lot of me reading Lindsay. <laughs> so I appreciate if you have any extra <laughs> thoughts you want to give about Lindsay and Sam. Now's a chance. What do you think is their, like, their queer legacy? Like, Do you think they paved the way for other mainstream gay couples that are more just sort of accepted oh definitely in the sort of like happenstance way that we've seen Cara Delevingne with St Vincent or we've seen Kristen Stewart or uh Miley Cyrus where it's where where you're right where there wasn't this big I'm coming out Mm. I want the world to know it's just uh it's just a sudden like I'm coming out of this party with this person now and maybe they'll stick around maybe they won't so I think, yeah, its Lindsay legacy was just putting possible. it there without the sort of stress or like the burden and the weight of a coming out. And I think for a generation on the cusp of social media, I think that was um, I think that was kind of a gift to like show kids that you could just be fluid and unsteady at the same time. Without, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think euphoria would exist without Lindsay. Put it that way. No. <laughs> I think, I think you needed her for shows like that. It's true. She was very, she was, she was very groundbreaking in that respect. She was kind of a, uh, she's kind of a trailblazer. Lindsay fell over and threw an ashtray so Zendaya could fly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right, um, Joe, are you back with us? Yeah, sorry, did it cut out? No, it's all right, sweetie. It's all right. We, have, we, have, we didn't miss anything you said. You just missed what we said. So actually everyone okay. wins. <laughs> right, so <laughs> our, um, our final question we ask all our guests is to help us out helping one of our favorite people find love. As always, we're not saying this woman needs anyone. We're saying she deserves someone. So can you think of anyone good enough to be with the one, the only share? Oh, who deserves share? That is a very shallow pool of talent. Exactly. Um, well, I don't think it would need to be someone in the age cat in the same age bracket. Um, I think almost Madonna style. It could be much, much younger, but perhaps in with um, without the sort of employer-employee power dynamic. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking someone, someone suave, educated, talented, charitable in their like fifties. I mean, I wouldn't, well, for instance, I would never wish for Cynthia Nixon's relationship in real life to break down. But if it did and she wanted to move on, a Cynthia Cher. Uh, that could be a vibe. Duo, yeah. That could be a vibe. Very share. powerful. Cynthia. 
And then Cynthia could then run, oh, maybe. Fuck, for, wasn't she running again. for New York governor? Yeah, she was. That's right. That's right. Imagine if she had Cher by her oh. side. That would have been an Cher actual success. Cher would be success. all over that. She'd be tweeting her support. <laughs> She'd be just like imagine, a little matching. Just imagine, yeah, the, the outfits Cher would wear for Cynthia's gouvernatorial campaign. She would have made the little it. Little pantsuits, little matching pantsuits. <laughs> I like it. That is a good one. That's a good one, Joe. Cynthia Nixon, that's a good one. Yeah, I be like, just do it, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can, Cynthia. Yes, you can. <laughs> Gordon is really trying to perfect her uh, her share impression. It's, it gets better every single week, so yeah. it's working. It's working. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Joe. Even with all the technical difficulties, your comedy <laughs> and personality shone through. Yeah. Where can our um, where can our listeners find more of you if they want to see more of you without all the glitches? which we will edit out, so they won't know what I'm talking about. Okay, Grant. Well, (laughs) you know, generally in the East London area. And, oh, well, I don't know when this comes out, but I will be having one, if not two, of my own podcasts coming out soon. One is called Where the Magic Happens. So look out for that on all your podcast platforms. And then I'll be on Instagram ever so occasionally uh, uh, at Joe Modity, and then even less occasionally on Twitter. What what's your podcast about? That's that's a good title. It's about celebrity interior design. Ooh, oh, interesting. So we go through the keyhole, we take a look at um, the choices they've made and we rip it to pieces. That sounds so exciting. I can't wait to listen to it. Amazing. That's um, incredible. Yeah, hopefully in March they'll come out. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and or on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they were. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.